With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is WGY, the General Electric Station in Schenectady. Come in, Schenectady. February 20th, 1922. W for wireless. I grew up with this station. D for General Electric. Operating on a frequency of 810 kilocycles. Y for the last letter in our city. From the past, we have salvaged precious fragments of sound. 100 years of WGY. This is Wireless 100 Years of WGY. I'm your host, Mike Patrick. This has been a series of podcasts that we have celebrated 100 years of existence and 100 years plus of existence of this radio station, talking to as many people as we can or getting the reminiscing of some people about the history of this radio station going back to 1922. We've talked to all the ex-employees. As of this recording, this is a current employee. Uh, it's, It's the big guy himself, Doug Gowdy, uh, hi, Doug. Mr. Patrick. So uh, people are, you know, are probably going to go, well, you know, this this is some, you know, dork from from Boston. <laughs> you know, of. what's he what's he got to be here? But, you know, I I want to get your reflections on the time you've been here of what you think about GY. But let's 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 talk about you because you've expo- you you brought out some of yourself on the air, on on the show, um, but I want to find out some more. First off, the question I always like to ask people: Why this business? Random, really? <laughs> yeah, just totally. random. Uh, I could attribute it to one person, but I don't know him. Uh, getting out of college, Hamilton College class of something or other, right? And uh, no idea what I wanted to do, you know, and just wanted to. Keep being a kid and have mom make meals and not have to worry about anything. But life has other plans, right? So you so you went to Hamilton. Was was that purely for broadcasting or was no, it no, not at all. Really, what, what was your major? I mean, liberal arts, but I was a government major, English minor, and always was into politics. So just generically, I'm doing a government thing there. Got caught up in the uh, radio station WHCL. Oh. Uh, a great little station, which the year after I left, they built this huge glass it station. It always there. happens. My my college radio station in Ohio, when I was there, we were uh, we were ten watts, okay, and we actually had liners on the radio that saying a light bulb is more powerful than this radio station. Uh, and then now they're a, a wonderful facility when I went out there a couple of years ago. So I understand. We were in the basement of the theater building Ooh. and it would it could flood. And when you have radio equipment, right? You're like, Oopsie. so are we on tomorrow? Who knows? But the next year after I left, they built this 
awesome and they got a really cool facility there, whatever. Uh, I'd say it was the house that Doug built, but it was the year after I left. So I don't even make that claim. Anyway, I got out of college and my brother must have been talking to my mom or whatever. He said, what is that kid going to do anyway? Uh He's like, fine. He had a friend of a friend that he only peripherally knew that worked at a radio station in Boston. That guy gave my resume to the boss there who contacted me. I didn't know him, didn't know anything about that station and said, do you want to be a part-time overnight producer? I didn't even know what that was. Now, when you were getting your, your feet wet or hands wet, as it were, at the college station, was it was it music? Was it talk? What? What? what Both. I, so I started with a sports show, okay. and then ultimately I was the program director my senior year there. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you know how it is a college radio? You got to do a little bit of everything. But you know, we still had the rip and read machines at the time, and we're playing carts and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so I did a little bit of all of that, but it was just like a hobby while we were in college. Did you ever? Have I did to- the. The cool thing was I did the. Uh, football games. I did the basketball games, and we got him to do the hockey games. So, so you got everything. We actually did one baseball game. One. Um, the the it, the reason why it was only one was not for the reason you think. It was just too cold in the spring in Hamilton, and the you. idea of traveling and doing the games on the equipment was a little bit of wear it there. So we were able to do one game, but yeah, we did a little bit of all of it. When uh, I, I there's a reason I'm asking this question. When you were part of the radio staff at college. Um, uh, were there assigned shifts or things that you yeah. got? Well, you know, that is like if you had to do so. I'll give you an example. This is why when I was in in uh, in, in Ohio, uh, everybody had to rotate and do Sunday morning church services. So we would come in and and we would sign the radio station on, and there was a program called Powerline, which was a religious rock and roll radio program and uh, and then there was a live church service it was the the brethren church in ohio uh they're just this close to mormons i think and we'd have to sit there and monitor it and and go home so uh, we all split our duties yeah so i was supposed to come in and take the shift after the church service and there was a guy a couple years younger than me it was his turn to do the church service so i walk into the radio station at the college station and awfully quiet and i'm looking i say what the i don't hear the church service should be something that's on and i'm going in and i walk into the studio with this guy and he's a nice guy and he's a he's a great republican uh politician in pennsylvania somewhere today and he brought his girlfriend in and he got bored during the church service go figure and somehow they ended up <clears throat> not necessarily clothed on the studio floor. And if you know me, you know these are golden opportunities. So I stepped over them, um, and I got a record, and I put the record on. It was Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. by the way. And like they say in the movie, I put it to 11. And I just turned it up all the way, and I'm going, let's. And I and they were, I was directly over them. Start at the record. You know how Born to Run starts. Well, they both jumped up. Uh, I, 
I incurred a groin injury. Okay? I'm sorry to give you that visual, but that's what college radio was all about. And that tradition with me has continued for going on 50 years. It's so. funny how you remember the details, too. So you've never heard of this band. There's no reason you ever would. But there was a metal band in the 80s called Faster Pussycat. I know of them. So they had yes. a song called Poison Ivy. That's right. Whatever. I played that song on my Wednesday 7 a.m. shift once. Go to economics class later that day and my econ professor says doug do you have a thought on this and i'm looking he's like you didn't you didn't read the stuff did you sir and i'm just kind of looking at him he goes maybe if you weren't playing poison ivy on the radio at 720 every month and he dropped uh I was listening, you wasting your time, punk. And you didn't do, and it was, I always thought that was the coolest thing, but also like a total power play by him. And I did every assignment after that. Yeah. Class. Well, but Faster Pussycat, you somehow tied into my uh, my economic success at Hamilton College. And a point know. of trivia, that band was named after a movie. Did you know that? Kill, kill. Kill, kill, yeah. fa or Faster Pussycat, kill, yeah. kill. It's amazing what we can come up with. Okay, so now we've kind of ruined both our reputations with college, so go on from there. Uh, no, yeah, I grew up in Massachusetts, and I've lived there my whole life, actually. I grew up in Central Mass. Uh, you know how, like, there's New York City, and then there's everything else. There's Boston, and there's everything else in Massachusetts. There's Philly, and there's everything else in Pennsylvania. So, you know, in college, I used to say I'm from Boston, but I lived 80 miles west of Boston. Um and I ended up moving down to the city out of college and got started on uh, what was then WHDH radio. Mm -hmm. This was before stations started merging. And then, you know, there became the, basically the five big companies uh, and just started sleeping on a couch at the station overnight because the subway stopped at one and I had to be there until five. And that was it. Uh, and the rest is history. I've stumbled into then an afternoon producer job, then a sidekick on an afternoon show job, and here I am all these years later sitting in Albany working on WGY. Okay, so um, for the record, um, explain the initials VB. <laughs> Didn't and I, I want back there? I want, and this is a podcast. I want to because I correct me if I'm wrong, but I was told you never used until here used yeah. Doug Gowdy. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's okay. two different versions of how that came to be. It's uh -huh. from the host that I used to work with, the legendary Howie Carr. Yeah. Yeah. So the way it happened is not the way he has it happening, but what happened was. There was a supermodel back in the 90s named Veronica Webb, and she was coming in to record an interview because there's some charity thing that she was doing in town, whatever. She comes in, I, I'm going to push the buttons and record the thing or whatever. Yep. And when it's over, she came in out of the on-air studio and into the producer studio where I was to say, hi, I'm Veronica, how are you? And I'm like, it's great to meet you you did awesome thank you blah 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 she leaves howie then comes into the studio with the other producers there and i'm like did anybody else notice how into me she was <laughs> and as i'm saying it i look down and on the counter is her hotel room key oh my oh and they my. do what you did and i said oh really because look at that and howie picks it up and without even thinking goes 
You wouldn't know what to do with a woman like that. You're nothing but a virgin boy. Okay. And the second the words came out of his mouth. And he wasn't talking oil. You could see over his head like a big light. And it was like, that's either going to be, I knew it right then. That's either going to be on me forever or it's never going to come up again. Okay. Our show starts at three that afternoon. As soon as his microphone went on, he said that name and that was it. And I had to, I've had that for a long time. I, I I want a clarification on that because um, r- rumors and things go around and, and mm-hmm. all I knew from my research was VB. And I, I knew it wasn't necessarily complimentary. It wasn't very best, for example. Wasn't very best, and but I wasn't sure if the V necessarily stood for virgin, okay? Uh, it may have been similar in there, and that's as far as I'm going to go, but they're they're kind of equitable, I suppose. Ironically, like, even after I had kids, I was still answering to VB. Wow. I ended up going into TV, and they said, what do you want your name to be? And I said, uh, I mean, my name is Doug Gowdy, and they're like, yeah, it's going to be VB. I'm like, you asked me. why? I thought I was going to leave that So you're on television as VB? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a couple of books I've written, and VB is on the book cover. So wow, yeah. that's I mean, you know, look, listen, you can't I, run from stuff; it's there, and you listen, gotta listen. Uh, you know, look, I've I've been I've been going crier of desire for forty years now. So uh, the one that I tried to only with very limited success, but during the first Gulf War, I had an overnight uh, ten to two shift, mm. ten to ten p two a, yeah, and I had a uh, a general on to talk about that day's battles sure. and where we stood. And he comes on live. I hadn't talked to him or anything. And he said, uh, I said, you're on with VB. And he's like, VB, what's that stand for? <laughs> I said, ah, nothing long story. Don't worry about it. He goes, it's Victor Bravo as far as I'm concerned. And that's what it's going to be going forward. And I said, I said, God bless you. And so forever after that, I always would tell people it's Victor Bravo. But everybody would always then go, no, it's not. And because they, everyone knew. So that's That sounds it. like a poor name. Victor Bravo. You know, he had that really just so. Oh, yeah, I can hear that George C. Scott and thing he wasn't, going on. He wasn't asking me and he wasn't kidding. And he was just, uh, if he had said drop and give me 20 right then, I would have done it because <laughs> he had that kind of voice. It's Victor Bravo. That's Vic, how it's going to be. Victor Bravo. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to have that memory in, in still. So, <laughs> so. Um, Tell me, uh, you, you you got the radio, but then give me give me a little background about the TV stuff because I know you've talked about that before. What did you do? It's a funny. So I was uh, they had the Fox station in Boston was starting up a morning show, and yep. it was they wanted to be a little bit different, and not as it turned out, it wasn't a little bit different. We were a lot different, um, but they wanted to have a sort of commentator, a guy they could just go to, or a woman, whatever. And uh, hey, let's check in with not an anchor. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a little bit different. And they tried 
everybody, Mike. I'm mm. telling I I subsequently saw the list of and have talked to some of these people, but the number one sports guy in town had tried out for that gig. The number one uh left political leaning guy. They wanted somebody game. unusual, I would imagine. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as an example to somebody who used to work here, uh, a guy that I did a podcast with, Tom Maley, uh, who did a lot of time on GY, but he spent years at Channel Six. And Tom Maley was sounds like he he he'd be doing the odd and unusual stories. Well, but so yes, but it didn't start that way. They wanted something serious, someone serious with gravitas. Oh. Let's check in with so and so to break it down. But one by one, for just a variety of reasons, these people turned the job down, couldn't do the job, they couldn't come to terms or whatever. It had gone through so many incantations of who is this going to be. The woman that ended up hosting the show, Jody Applegate, who you may remember mm-hmm. from the Today Show. She said, can we at least do some run-throughs to keep me fresh? And they're like, yeah, but who are we going to use? She's like, well, I know this idiot. He'll just come in and I'll show him the TV station, but he'll sit in. And that was me. Right. Never intending on me. I wasn't even real. I only went to see the station. I didn't think I was applying for the job. Sure. Actually, if anyone ever had that tape, because I, I can remember it, my Bon Mots weren't that spot on. The first thing she asked me about was, they had put a bunker buster bomb into a place in Iraq that where they thought Saddam Hussein was. Yep. And she says, do you think they got him? This isn't just a rehearsal tape. And I said, do you think the United States is going to be sending a $10 million bomb into something and not get the guy? Of course, about three weeks later, we found out <laughs> there was nowhere near him. It was just a random chicken shack that he periodically used to eat at, whatever. And, it, and they didn't get him. But at the time... I'm just there going, oh, this is how a TV station works, whatever. When I left, she's like, we'll see you again. And I'm like, why would you do that? She's like, I'm, I'm going to talk to them about you. I'm like, oh, you do that. I thought she was joking. I got a call three months later. Wow. You're on a list of people that they're considering. And then I was like, oh, crap. My next audition, I had to get a sport coat for because I didn't have one. I went into a place and the guy's like, well, when do you need it by? I'm like, tomorrow at 10. He's like... <laughs> That's how it kept going. Ultimately, I ended up getting a gig. I was there for like 11 and a half years. So Now, it was, it was, was that was that uh, in addition to radio or was it No, that once once it was official, then I had to move cuz it was uh, you know, the show started at ultimately it started at 4. At the time it was 5:30 mm-hmm. and 5:30 to 9, but then we would do stuff after 9 to noon whatever. Court cases, go to the games, whatever it was going to be. You'd do some of that stuff, prep and all that stuff. But uh, so, no, radio was off for 11 and a half years at that point. Give, give me, give me, compare and contrast radio and television. Do you have a preference? Yeah, I, I get that a lot. And it depends on the day because. Um, well, looking at the way we're dressed right now, television wouldn't so be for, for us. Starters, yeah, yeah. You know, you can be a little. A little gruffer, I can be a little bigger. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things. That's why I've lasted all these years, baby. But there are some days, and there are some days in TV where you're like, oh my God. So I remember Harrison Ford, who was one of the worst interviews I ever did, by the really? way. Really? Yeah, but it, Harrison Ford's going to be on the show. We want you to interview him. Great. You got three minutes live. Three minutes live. Wow. So that's tough. If I have him in Studio GY, Harrison, we're going to go 20 minutes because I talked to my boss and we're going to blow on a break and I'm going to have a conversation with him, right? Like we're doing now. 
three minutes is tough to do that thing in. You would do a lot at the time when I was on the Red Sox were at the height of the Red Sox and the curses breaking. We would bring those guys on and you had very limited time. Sure. We actually pushed it. So sometimes I would go like five or six minutes, which was crazy wow. for TV. But it's just, you just don't even get started. In radio, it's just much more room to breathe. And you can be a little freer with the opinion, obviously, on radio. This was then with Wokeville now. Everything's, mm-hmm. you know, on eggshells. But then on TV, you didn't even think about it. What, what we thought was controversial was just silly. And you would get complaints on the most innocuous things most because people just weren't used to it on television. This is long before, you know. Fox TV became what it is today. Right. And Bill O'Reilly was just coming into Vogue and all that sort of stuff. But uh, I, some days TV, miss it completely. Other days I'm like, man, radio is it just is so much better. They both have pluses, both have minuses, and love them both. Is that, gonna, a, is that a diplomatic answer? That was very diplomatic, and, I'll, and I'm going to keep that uh, <laughs> this conversation in the back of my mind for, for later on. Um, so... Y- you let's move up a little bit closer to when you were starting to work at WGY. Um, I think we can talk about this at, at, at this point because yours is a story like mine, like a story like everybody else because of the, the business at the time you didn't end up with the job. But then circumstances got you back in, into the business, and there was that gap, and it was around that time when Chuck Custer was considering retiring. Give me a little bit of what was going on, and 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 and, and why and why Albany, for goodness' sake, to somebody from Massachusetts? Because it's here. I, I, that's fair. Listen, I so I have four kids. For those that don't know, and uh, a wife, and. Don't want to be out of work for mm-hmm. obvious reasons, right? Got laid off, COVID, all that sort of stuff. Uh, survived a couple of rounds, but didn't. And we've all and and yeah. and and again, there, there's and if there's any radio person or television person, especially who's listening to this, they've been through it. And the boss at the time was like, "But believe me, this is, hurts me more than it hurts you." Yep, I'm like, yep. "Yeah, I'm sure I, it I does." It. He called me two weeks later and says, "Listen, do you are you good?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." But he's like, do you have anything lined up that you're interested in? I said, I'm talking to a couple of guys, but nothing's hot at the moment. He's like, I may have something for you if you're interested in moving. I'm like, I'm not. He's like, all right, well, anyway, if I call, don't just hang up because you're mad at me. Okay. He called a week later and said, you ever been to Albany? I said, once in my life. Mm -hmm. It's like, you want to work in Albany? I'm like, what? It's like, they may have a situation there that, I think you might be a fit for. I said, I don't know. I'd have to talk to my wife about it. He's like, we'll do it. So that night, I just, you know, I said to my wife, not for nothing, what would you think about living in Albany? She's like, where? <laughs> She's like, Georgia? I'm like, no. Uh, she said, we need, a, we need a move. We need to change. We need to shake it up. Let me look into it. Next morning, she said, let's go. I said, well, I don't, there's nothing yet. But she's like, I'm good if you're good. She would never have said that if she knew how the move was going to go because she unfortunately had to deal with all the packing and dealing with the kids. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot about for, you were here and they were there. Yeah, I was here for three months. It was a really bad snow winter in yeah. Boston. In fact, 
the the day we moved, our moving truck got stuck in our driveway. Oh my! All of our stuff had to stay there for forty eight hours until they could de ice the thing. Uh, it, it was a real nightmare, and she had to deal with all of it. And uh, God bless her. As if dealing with me isn't enough. Like, what, what are the gods doing to this poor woman? But we, but we made it, and most of our stuff made it intact, and uh, here we are. So, so you didn't really know much about Albany aside from it was the capital of New York State. Did you have any understanding or background of knowledge of WGY? None. I knew Albany a little bit because I'm into politics, mm-hmm. so. Listen, I had heard about Sheldon Silver long ago. We obviously know about client number nine. <laughs> like we can go down the list. Yeah. You guys know him better than I do, but but we're familiar. Schneiderman is a guy that we all knew. And never mind the the guy who gave away his dog. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting so, for so that. So I knew Albany a little bit that way as a is a concept, but I didn't know. I couldn't have told you a great restaurant in Albany. I couldn't have told you who anybody on television was from Albany. And I certainly didn't know WGY because I'd only been in Boston my whole career. Uh, and for radio purposes, that's really pretty much all I knew. I mean, I could tell you WLS in Chicago and right. station in California. But, but being from being from Boston, I guess the best way you could equate GY would be, say, with WBZ. Yeah, very you know, similar. As far as the length of time and the the the, the importance, the legendary yeah. status of yeah. the station. So, like, when you only have three letters: B Z L S G Y. I'm I'm doing I'm doing the Joe Biden three letters, and then I say two of them. <laughs> but you know, in this business, you usually drop the W, right? right. But when when you're a three letter station, as opposed to W K O X or whatever. You know you're an old-time, big-time station. Right. So when I heard it was WGY, I'm like, well, that's got to be something. He's like, actually, they're about to turn 100. And, you know, I looked into it a little bit, and I thought, oh, man, that's General Electric started that. And Okay, so let's let's get into this from <clears throat> your standpoint, because you've, you've, you've had all this time in radio and television, but now you have an opportunity to work at, a landmark radio station, not just in the capital district, but the state, but around the nation for all these years. You are coming in to potentially host the morning show of which a guy who worked for this building for 36 years was there. Prior to that, the previous morning show host worked 30 years was it a little potentially intimidating for you to think about that? I, I mean, you know, with my sports background, following sports and having covered it for a long time, you never want to be the guy that replaces the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, who who <clears throat> took over the Packers when Lombardi left? I don't know. Uh, they were long, right? <clears throat> right. So Ray Hanley took over for Bill Parcells with the Giants. So you, people only know Ray Hanley because they laugh about Ray Hanley. So you, it, it's, it's often tough to replace the guy, but it's been done. And I don't know, I'm already moving from Boston here, which seems like a world away. Right. You can't overthink it. You're either doing it or you don't. And if you study long, you study wrong. The old golf analogy. Let's do it. Let's, you know, Eleanor Roosevelt, who I named my daughter after, famously said, you ought to do something that scares you every once in a while. So yeah, that's a, that's a great quote. Go. I like that quote. So, uh, uh, um, 
you had to go through, I'm presuming you had to go through the audition process uh, and the testing process. And, of course, at the time, <clears throat> the morning show uh, was still with Kelly Lynch after Chuck had retired. So was this working before they gave you the job of you guys doing some testing? How did How did that come about? Yeah, I, it wasn't as involved as you might think. Yeah. Um, we had a conversation. Everybody was doing Zooms and Teams at the time because of COVID. So we had had a couple of conversations that way. And uh, there was a guy who we came to know as the Firewolf that was the program director here at that time. And I had talked to him a little bit about you know what what ideas I might have and what I thought I could bring to the place. And... Um, he said, you know, after a couple of those initial meetings and, okay, there's not just vitriolic dislike here. You guys think you could work together? Yeah, I think we could try it. And uh, we just did one pretty very basic sort of more conversation than anything. Like, we weren't doing a full rundown. Mm-hmm. Or this would be topic A. You guys go. Let's see. You, we've all been through those, right? We're like, boy, this seems really stilted and unnatural. And how are you gleaning anything? It wasn't like that. It was more... They just wanted to know if we could interact in any meaningful Without way. killing each other. Yeah, or just, I, I can't. And, and by the way, as it turned out, we were very different people. Yeah. And we didn't pick up on that as much up front as we thought we would. Uh, but it seemed okay. And Kelly was like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, I've This is where you're going to go. That's okay with me. And I said, yeah, I think she's great. Look, she's been on for 10 years here. I think the area likes her. What am I going to do going and go, no, I don't think so. So I didn't, it was never even really in my thought process that it would be anything other than with Kelly. And Kelly seemed great when I had talked to her. So I was like, yeah, let me know what you think and how you want to go with it. I'm not looking to be too disruptive. So uh, we're, we're, we're going through this change. Chuck is gone and now in comes Doug working with, with Kelly and having experienced over my career working with different partners, co-hosts, no matter what you want to call it, there is... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. A rare 
um, special relationship that you can get with your 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 co-host. You either have it or you don't, and and then it can tell. And you're going through the initial stages when you two guys were together. And to Kelly's fairness, this was her only radio gig. And she came in uh, learning from, from Chuck, who was a news guy. And as much as you're a news guy, I consider you more of an entertainer. A talk who, guy. A talk yeah. guy. There is who, a, who we're news that talk. In. There is a difference between news and talk. Big right. Difference. Chuck was more news. Yeah. You're the talk side. Yeah. If the two of you had a baby, who knows that would be, and I don't want to get that image in my head. But uh, so you're going in with a couple of different styles, and, and how did that initial transition go? Um, I Fine, I guess. I Initially, everybody gives everybody a little bit of leeway and up front, you're good. And then over time, we realized we're, we approached this very differently as we just went over. I'm a talk guy. Yeah. She's a news person. And so, you know, you, you do that old, oh, opposites attract thing in dating. Well, sometimes it does. And then sometimes over time, it doesn't. Over time, we realized our approach to how we would... In other words, so for example, Kelly liked very much to have things laid out A, B, C, D mm-hmm. beforehand. I was much more of a gunslinger. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're off Listen, the, you're I know what the... we're going to talk about. I just don't know when, where, and I don't need to make the decision immediately. Right. That got very grating very quickly, as one could imagine it would, for somebody who likes a little more structure. Um, and I didn't know from Adam with this station how they had done it and- so, you know, we it's not that we butted heads. I think Kelly was always like, I don't know this. I'm going to speculate now. I don't uh, – Kelly and Chuck were such a connection and such a legendary Very much so. Team Very much so. That I always wondered if Kelly said – you know, I'll, I'll – she said on her last day, I, I always figured I would be here to help you transition and make the transition. Hmm. If somehow we caught lightning in a bottle, I'd stick around and, and I'd happily do this more. If not, I had already thought about moving on to the next phase of her life anyway. And I think quickly she realized I am going to do it in so much of a different way than she is comfortable with that it wasn't going to work that way. And and it's, it's funny that you say that because in one of the other podcasts in this series and I talked to Kelly – and she had mentioned the fact <clears throat> that when Chuck had the conversation with her to say he was retiring, she was getting ready to say, I'm thinking about moving on myself because I think she was kind of realizing what was going on. So transitional is a good word, I think, to use in in this particular case. So it made it, I'll tell you, it made it easier because... You talked about, you know, replacing a legend or whatever. Yeah. If she had left with Chuck and I came in cold turkey, that would have been t- I don't even want to think about it. No, no. I, I, I don't I, think I would be here talking to you. I think there would have been big, big problems. And you never get a second chance to make a first impression, right? Yeah. Kelly eased all of that and brought a level of, but you know me at least, so you can put up with him until you get to know him. Yeah. And... I I don't know that that was ever a conscious thing with her or with the Firewolf or anybody, but it certainly played out that way. It bought me a whole lot of time to go, boy, he's a bit of a 
weirdo or idiot or dork as you used the term earlier but let's just see where this is going while I'm at least listening to Kelly and I'm comfortable with that there is and a, he did that there's there's a line I remember <clears throat> for years Rush Limbaugh used to discuss this with his listeners especially when he was on new affiliates and I actually when I started going to different states I kind of borrowed off of this a little bit but his line was, and I'm paraphrasing, give me six months because you're going to look at your, you're going to be staring at your radio and going, what the, what, 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 what is this? Give it time. And once they get to know you, then it's like, oh, okay. And I think that's a fair statement in the transition from when Chuck was retiring and then here comes Doug. Kelly is the, the, the linchpin, pun intended. Uh, from from there, yeah, and again, it it made things better and it made things easier. And uh, I, it was as we went on, it was obvious. I think that we were not going to be on the same page in some things, and that's how it goes. Listen, it happens. I've been, you've been. How many partners have you had in your life? How many people have Are I you talking about marriage or radio? <laughs> but yeah. It's, it's tough. It's not easy, especially when you're not getting enough sleep, which yeah. on our hours, you know, it can be tough. And when you're in a breaking news business and that can be tough. And when you're in a woke world mm-hmm. and it, all of this comes into play. And so, you know, there, there are challenges and there are hurdles and it's how things go. I've been through many, many of these situations. I had very good friends that I've worked with that I'm no longer friends with. I've yep. had friends that I've yep. worked with that I'm kind of friends with yep. and then I got people that I've worked with and that I'm still really good friends with and it we've all been through all of part this. of the gig it's all it's all part of the gig so uh, uh Kelly makes the decision to move on so now it's WGY mornings with Doug Gowdy one of the things that uh you do and I believe obviously the firewolf had something to do with this is you are now incorporating Rachel Davis uh who has come up as more than just a producer. G.Y. has had a history of producers on the morning show that they were participating. But you started bringing it out of her uh, um, a lot more. Uh, was that a conscious decision, I'm assuming? It was. I Some weren't were skeptical, shall we say, or were not thinking they wanted that. I I'll, are you talking pro- about the firewolf, or are you talking about Rachel? <laughs> I actually think Rachel. I've never talked to her about it, but I think she was a little skeptical of it up front. And well, she said she's not really been a talk radio person. Well, I can be loud and opinionated on very rare occasions. What a silly she doesn't want to be loud and opinionated political either necessarily. Right. I told her, and this is no secret. I would tell this to anybody, but I would. I never want to put somebody in a position where they're uncomfortable. I never want them to be giving opinions on something they don't want to be giving opinions on. She knows. I, I told her right from the start, if I ever say, hey, Rachel, what do you think of? And you don't want to just don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And I will never be offended by that. And that will be on me. And if I ever am stepping out of line or getting you to go somewhere and you've already, you just tell me right up front, just be loud and say it and we'll move right on. And then I'll apologize to you after and then break or whatever. And at at the time we're recording this, this brings up a similar situation because a couple of days prior 
to uh, recording this this podcast, we had a situation on the air that you may remember that uh, uh, Rachel's trying to make a point about something and dumb Mike thought that she was done and dumb Mike started to come in with something else. And, and it was part of the gig. It was part of the shtick. But I felt horrible. And I, I'm, I'm texting her afterward, and I'm coming after the show, and I said, I'm, you know, I'm just a big, big poo-poo right here. Uh, and but uh, you, you, I, I would never do anything to try to. Well, and that's say, say. She uh, knows, and that's yeah. the thing. Listen, what, what I try to do, and what I had told her, and what I had talked to you about, and uh, when George was here, I talked yep. to George and Billy and Diane. Listen. Anytime you guys want in, just come to me. Yeah, I'm open. I need opinions. I need ideas. I need thoughts. I know what I'm interested in, but there's a million things out there that are also interesting that I would never notice. Um, and so I want to hear it. Also, I want to have a conversation. I want, you know, me lecturing or being at a podium and sitting there and going, then when I get to point two A, I want you to understand that's not my gig. Right. I, I want to listen. There's a lot going on in the world. It's a crazy world. We're all just trying to keep our head above water, get some air in, and maybe just maybe pay our bills. While we're doing that, let's commiserate together and go. What a messed up world we're living in, man. And it, maybe just that'll help us all get through just a little bit. One guy doing that or a multitude of people sharing a laugh every once in a while, scratching their heads together or going, uh, throwing up our hands. I've always just gravitated to that group philosophy. And I just think it's much. If I lecture and I'm giving just constant speech after speech, I start to believe my own crap. And I need you and I need Rachel and I need Billy and Diane. To and, call you out. And keep me honest and to go, Hey, hey, dumb, dumb butt. Yeah. I don't think you're thinking this thing through here. Hold on a second. And that's what we try to do. And just kind of keep it as as, as simple and, and participatory to yeah, yeah. As, uh, as, as, as possible. You mentioned George Morris and then with working with Billy and then you get this old fool who comes in. Now, obviously, and I know George and I have just different styles uh, um, but we try to be as snarky as possible while still being respectable news people um, <clears throat> what have George and I uh, may have done during the course of this run that made you think why in good God am I here no you guys have actually <laughs> caused me some trouble but through no fault of your own because you are news guys right so I have been told on many an occasion, that you are news guys and I am not to get you guys in trouble. I have always operated on Mike's a big boy or a big poo-poo in this case. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike can take care of Mike and Mike has to be responsible for Mike. I'm not going to willingly try and get him try in trouble, but if Mike wants to participate in a conversation, it is on Mike to regulate or in Mike. this case George or, or Billy George or anybody or Billy else or and 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 there is and that's <clears throat> that's part of the the differences is the fact and this is why going back to Chuck Custer I it, it was it was a little bit difficult for him to make that transition from being a news guy to the the mm -hmm. morning show host is the fact that for years if not for decades the news people were always saying let's not give our opinion about things in the news because we can't be fair and balanced to coin a phrase 
the line there, I think, has changed a little bit in in time. I mean, we can't directly come out of, uh, you know, my opinions about things in the news probably would be different than yours, probably would be different than George or Rachel. And as long as we don't directly come out and and say that, then I think things are cool. And in my case, so I'm in a different spot than you, you know full well where I stand. However, I also respect the audience, and I know that the audience is smart. I trust them to call me out when when is necessary. It's why we have a Speak Your Mind hotline. Mm-hmm. Give it to me, and then I'll answer it or go, you know what, you're right about that. And that's part of the game. As long as you respect the other side and say, yeah, that's cool, or I hear you, or I disagree completely with you, but fine. Or even, hey, you're crazy, but also call back next week. Love to chat with you again. It's that kind of thing. With you or with George or Billy or, you know, I trust that the audience knows that you're not going to be the same as I am. And even if you do go a little over, they understand what we're doing. They're pretty savvy. They get the gig. And if we go too far, listen, they'll they'll let us know. Let us know. We'll walk it back. We'll explain it or we'll tell you how that came up to be. And we'll try and do better next time. And to, to our bosses, and I say that plural, Credit, they have shown enough belief in, in particular, you guys, to handle that quote unquote professionally. Yeah. And we have had very little trouble actually. Well, then I'm not doing my job. No, so, but uh... I, I don't, that's a good line, but it isn't, that's not what it is. It's more. You've just done this job too long. Probably. Well, well, so you, you, you know what, you know what it is, and I, and I, and I. Truthfully, I there are times I do have to walk myself back because, as much as I try to be the respected uh, broadcast journalist that I am, you know, the majority aside from these last twelve years, you know, I've been the wacky, goofy uh, mm-hmm. uh, disc jockey. That always is in me. It's been a great transition for me to be the serious guy, but you. And Rachel have allowed me to be that serious guy. But if the little bad boy comes out every once in a while, well, oh, so be it. My view of this has always been, and I I just can't change it, but I, I want people to enjoy their work. I want people to be able to go home and say, you know what I liked about today? Mm-hmm. And so, Mike, you're doing news. It's the same every day. Three big stories, maybe a fun little kicker story, weather, traffic. It's pretty structured. Yep. But if within that, and it's not every day, but occasionally if that was weird, huh? I got to I remember George, for example, got to interview this New York Times author about Roger Federer. George is obsessed with Roger Federer. Mm-hmm. I, they asked me if I wanted to. I remember that. Yeah. I said, yeah, George, yeah. do you want to sit in on? He's like, I mean, I, I kind of would. I'm like, okay, come on in. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. 
agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. George got to go home that day and be like, I had a cool conversation with a guy, whatever. And then he'll always see that book and talk about that interview, whatever. Let's do that sort of stuff. I've told Rachel a million times, you get something you need to get off your chest or you want to gripe about or you want to sing the praises of, we got a microphone. Use it. People want to gravitate to you. They want to be in something with you. They want to know who you are and understand you. Otherwise, why are you on this microphone? If you're mm-hmm. hiding stuff, if you're holding back, if you're only going to be so forthcoming. I had a, One of the very first Speak Your Mind calls we got was a woman ripping me because I post pictures of my kids online. Right. Fine. You can rip me for that. My decision is I'm pretty much going to be an open book within, you know, vague. Within a reason, yeah. But... <clears throat> And it's because I am I have a public job and I want you to know who I am so that you get the whole picture. Hopefully you're comfortable enough with me that you go, all right, I'll listen to that guy for a little while and see what he's up to or what's got him excited because I know him. I feel like if you don't know me or if it's at an arm's level, well, there's only – radio is a pretty intimate medium if you let it be and I've always wanted it to be that way rather than it's just a uh, – that's far enough. I can't talk about who my wife is and who she has a crush on and what movies she likes. No, my wife, who's never been on the show, knows that these things are going to come up and our family is part of who but I am. But that makes you human. That makes you uh, relatable to the audience. And I've done that when I talk about my grandsons uh, or things going on. You know, that's what makes us. And when I had a chance to talk to Rachel when we did her podcast, and she she brought up a good point, which I agree totally, and not necessarily everybody out of the business would understand that. To a certain degree, everybody in this business plays a character or a variation on, on who they are. Uh Rachel was, you know, has has developed into this loving mom with a couple of kids, a little bit of bad girl in her, and 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 it's not necessarily her, but it works. You're this uh, big mouth from Boston who comes in and is a big sports guy, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and and that works, and that's a variation of you. I'm the bad uncle. I'm I'm the I'm the guy that you know likes wee wee jokes, uh, <laughs> and, and and that still works. But it's what those personalities bring together that I think the audience can relate to. I always love it. It's a compliment, and it's a funny way to say it. But when somebody will come up to me and say, "Hey, you the guy? Yeah, how you doing?" Is it all shtick with you guys? Because Rachel seems, and they'll sort of do what you just did. They'll break it down that way. And I always say, you know, that's a great compliment because we really are just being who we are. But the fact that you're going to break us down that way tells me that you're comfortable with us and you're putting it in that sort of family dynamic. That's what we want. We want it to be a family, but you can't fake that. We're on too much. You fake that, it's going to get spotted very quickly and people aren't going to buy it and credibility has gone. It's either there or it isn't, and it, there are a lot of big differences between you and me, me and Rachel, you and Rachel, Billy, Bob, who gets everybody in. 
But where we work together and where we have similar interests and where we can sort of grow that part of this thing, it's gone okay so far. I mean, we're still pretty early into it, actually. It's not even been two years. But uh, we're still employed, and that's a bonus. The station's still standing. We we have yet to embarrass ourselves during our hundredth celebration. But by God, we tr- don't don't give up on that. If that's what you're rooting for, <laughs> if anyone could do it, it would be us. But so that let's let's do that transition here because you just bring up the fact that you know the, these podcasts are to uh, celebrate and re- reflect on this radio station since 1922. As somebody who really didn't have any knowledge of GY from from what we've gone over in this last year, what are some things that stick out to you from some of the people that I, I, I've talked to or some of the history of the station? So... From when I first got here, like the Firewolf gave me a little background. And then talking to Chris at my side, actually, he had given me a real education. Uh, We all know the picture of uh, Amelia Earhart in front of the microphone. Like, love to hear that broadcast. Where is it? You know, Uh, the story of the black cat that broadcast to Australia. That's the, the historian in me loves that sort of stuff. The first... Was the, they were up in a balloon. Yep. And I mean, th- those stories are just great because I think of who these people were, the Colin Eggers of the world. That that particular 100th broadcast we did when you guys did the play and when I read the script, basically, and talked to a few of the people that were involved, just to hear who these people were. I'm really interested in like the first five-year period where – so with movies. I love Frankenstein, the original. Why? Because – there was no, here's what we can use as a point of reference. There was a blank canvas. They could have gone anywhere with what they, they didn't know. That's where they took it. And oh my God, how awesome is that? And how much has it been imitated going forward? King Kong, the mm-hmm. original movie, the script that they thought that people would buy into any of that. And he would be up on the Empire State, really? And that, and they did it. And I just, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. A week into this station, somebody says, why don't we do a live broadcast at Union College? Nobody else is going, hold the phone on that. Let's slow it down a little bit. No, they just did it because they knew they could. Love that stuff. And that's how this station and what GE was doing at the time, branching out a little bit too and going, let's let's keep moving stuff forward. And I think some of those people realized very early on what the power of this thing could be. They didn't know, like, the direct path that it was going to take. And they made a ton of mistakes, I'm sure, up front. But they were on to something, and they knew it very quickly. And there's a reason why WGY or in Boston, WBZ, when you say those letters, people just instinctively look at you like, yeah, I know. Because you've built something here that is a, yeah, I know kind of thing and that's just darn pretty cool yeah and it, it, it is and all the you know between us the different stations that we've worked at and i've said this many many times um you know i've worked in other stations in this market alone and had what i would call my share of success but when you've got those three letters you know so when i say mike patrick wgy and I'm geeking out when I say this, but I I, I I really do dork because it's like when you that 
it's WGY. It's W blanking GY. And to put your name with that and you look at everything that happened before and everything that's going forward, it it uh, it humbles me. My gripe with it, if I may. Absolutely. <laughs> I wish we could turn back the clock. That photo of the GY building, like 1950 or yep. whatever, with the very thin, huge WGY and then over the door as you walked in. I'd love to walk into that building and do a show from there. Like that to me is still when I think of like the Norman Rockwell world, yeah. like that was it. And now we, you know, we got, we're in it like radio alley here. We've got five stations next to each other. You're on the other side of the building. Unfortunately that I wish you were right where we are and you were sitting in there with us. I'd love to go back and do a show in that studio and that at the height of what GY as an individual entity was, that would have been a pretty cool thing. Yeah, to to, to see, and and I've had chances before uh, to, to see people like Don Weeks, um, the, one of the sto- stories when I, I worked here uh, 20 years ago, briefly and I did sales for this radio station and I would help wherever I could. But one of the biggest thrills I ever had was uh, we were doing one of the radiothons and I was volunteering and answering phones. But as I'm doing that, I could stare and it's like, oh my God, that's, that's Don Weeks. This is, this is uncle Don. This is the guy who told me my school was closed. I'm in the room with this. And there's Chuck Custer right there and all you know and and it's it's awe to and when you would watch that combination of these two guys uh or when you bring up joe gallagher and again joe gallagher has always been that link and nobody can understand joe gallagher but to listen to his stories you know that i'm very fortunate because i'm a few years older than you are is the fact that I kind of got part of the tail end of what I would call personality radio Mm -hmm. in the fact that you could do stuff, you could have a lot of fun, you could prank people that they won't allow you to do now. You know, we have to be respectable. Well, I haven't been respectable in 67 years, for God's sake. But that's that's part of what that awe is. Well, that's what's cool about the station, too. You think Usually stations are. You're a music station. You're a sports station, whatever. The different incantations of this station, I mean, it was a music station at one time. It was that 80s personality yep. radio at one time. It was a straight-up news, and that's it, station for a while. It's had different forms, different varieties, literally different buildings. Mm-hmm. It's history, and with, with the period of time, like we're talking about 100 years, couple of things are going to happen over those course of time and they're going to be kind of cool and you're going to look back on them and go oh that was neat that was weird i mean ronald reagan was connected to this radio station at one time we are now a fairly conservative leaning station you don't get much bigger than ronald reagan well he knew what wgy was he talked into these microphones before pretty neat right like i love all that stuff i think it's cool it's great and uh to go where others have gone and to try to take it in a little bit of a different direction or to further it just a little bit and be a part of it. Uh, it's, it's a cool thing. I, people, it's, it's not like 
daunting. We'd, we'd just come to work and do our thing and do it to the best of our ability and then say, we'll try and do better tomorrow, obviously. But it's it's a cool, you sort of tip your hat to the place on the way out every day and be like, that's GY. Uh, this has been great. I, 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 I've, I've learned a lot about you and I think the people who are listening learned about you and I think you've learned a lot about us in in putting a wrap on on this puppy, what other final reflections could you have on celebrating this radio station? Uh, and it's the area as much as anything too, right? So I've been here for a couple of years now, and I, I keep telling you guys, like people act like, oh, Albany. I'm like, this there is so much here that you guys take for granted, and I try to remind you guys a lot because I'm the new guy, but. I just had a friend of ours fly into the airport and they're like, oh my God, this is awesome. I go, I know nobody here seems to understand that, but you, but you can show up, park right there, walk right over. Like, it's not like that everywhere else. There's free parking at most events that you guys have here. There's a lot going on. That's the idea of traffic here versus like my wife lived in LA for a year. (laughs) She laughs at the idea of traffic problems in the, in the capital region. There's so much going on. And with me, with four kids, this area is just so kid-friendly. And it is so rich in history that uh, I think it's great. And I'm five years from now, I'll have a lot more to say on the matter, which hopefully, because my kids are going to get older and I'm going to be teaching them more about this stuff and we're going to be soaking in more of this stuff and we'll have more shared experiences, obviously. I just think it's really cool, really fun. And GY is sort of... It's got its own little area that it's carved out in this capital region. And we're going to be sitting there and we're going to be keeping an eye on things and we're going to be talking about it as we go. What could be better than that? It's been my pleasure to share a microphone with VB. I've been waiting for the longest time to <laughs> say that. Uh, now I'm going to dig up some of your old names that you broadcast. Well, SOB is the only <laughs> one that I can think of, uh, but, but by the way. You that, don't know how many times people have called me different. Ver- it's just two letters, right? Yeah. A lot of people mistake the V for a D, if you follow me. Yeah, I got that a lot <laughs> back in the day. Doug, thank you, my friend. It, it, it is a pleasure working with you, and and we just it's our job not to get Rachel mad. That's, that's all I can <laughs> We do of. that okay. So, Doug Gowdy, thank you. We're going to go to bed. Excuse me? Not together, but we got to get up early tomorrow. I have a I know it's a so. podcast, but by <laughs> God, don't go there. This is Wireless 100 Years of WGY. I'm Mike Patrick. Wireless 100 Years of WGY is an iHeartRadio production with your host, Mike Patrick, and Jeff Wolf, your producer and WGY program director. Click the follow button for this podcast on the iHeartRadio app and share it far and wide. Explore more of WGY's history at WGY.com slash 100. Is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.